This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm San Francisco Chronicle columnist Heather Knight, and you're listening to Fifth and Mission. The third surge of the coronavirus is here. Are Bay Area hospitals ready? Are they in better shape or worse shape than they were in the spring? Chronicle reporter Nanette Asimov has been talking to hospital administrators and healthcare workers for answers. Nanette Asimov, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. And I know we might have a guest chiming in, your Corgi Orson, so um, listeners can be prepared for that. He is the loud dog. <laughs> well, with everyone working from home, it is understandable. So you have a really interesting story out now um, looking at how Bay Area hospitals are preparing for the surge in coronavirus cases, our third surge. Um, and leaders, uh, political leaders have been warning us that our hospitals may be filled by mid-December or Christmas, which sounds pretty scary. We're hearing a lot of strong words and warnings from mayors and the governor and health directors. Um, but you actually talked to folks at hospitals um, to find out how worried they are. And what is the gist of what they told you? Well, it's true. It is really scary. And um, every doctor, nurse and administrator that I talked to completely agrees that we're in a dangerous surge and that if nothing's done, they really could be swamped by COVID patients pretty quickly. But um, they feel they are doing things so that um, you know, their planning is pretty good. And I spoke to Kaiser people, Alameda Health Services people, UCSF doctors, and they think that they won't be overwhelmed. Um, so, you know, they're, they're pretty confident, um, going forward that, that they're going to be okay. Great. What's the picture looking like in terms of um, hospitals? More specifically, did any give you numbers of uh, available beds they have now, like how how desperate is it looking at the moment? Well, let's just put this into some context. First of all, um, the the beds really are the issue that the state has been talking about. And I just learned that California has less than two hospital beds for every one thousand people. And oh wow! Yeah, and that's worse than every other state except for Oregon and Washington. Um, you know, the state averages well over. Uh, or the na national average is well over two beds per 1,000 people. So we're not doing very well on our capacity to begin with. Um, and in the Bay Area, the county that is the most concerned is Santa Clara County, and they're particularly worried about the southern and eastern part of the county. Um, and I spoke to one hospital in Gilroy that said, Oh, well, we'll be able to easily transfer patients to other area hospitals if we get overwhelmed. But then county officials are saying, but there's really nowhere else to transfer them to. Um, and part of the problem is that they have only 12% of their beds were available today. And to put that in some context, um, other Bay Area hospitals are pretty much saying that they're in much better shape than that. And like um, San Francisco, for example, had 
29% of its regular hospital beds available um, today. Mm-hmm. That's better than 12%. But it's much better. But if you think about it, last spring, there were 65% available on any given Mm. day. Um, And let's just talk for a second about intensive care beds. Um, 35% in San Francisco were available today compared to 46% in early April. So, you know, the squeeze is happening. But I also spoke to an emergency doctor at UCSF, and she said, oh, my God, my friends are asking me, you know, is everything going to fall apart? What are we going to do? And she said, no, don't worry. It's okay." And so um, I think what that means is in the Bay Area, uh, if you need a hospital bed sometime during the next two months, the chances are you're going to get one. Well, that's good. Um, We need our hospital beds. And you did find some hospitals, a few, I think you said three so far, have canceled elective surgeries in the Bay Area for the first time since the spring. So that is one kind of early warning sign. Um, Do you think that that's going to become more common at other hospitals? I'm going to say yes on that. And the reason is that so um, it's really the first tool that hospitals can use to free up beds if they need them during the pandemic. So Alameda County, Alameda Health Services, for example, which has Highland Hospital, a couple in um, San Leandro and Alameda Hospital, they never got back up to 100% of their normal surgeries and they're stuck at 75%. And they are not really going to move from there. They're saying, you know, we're not going to add anymore, but we're not going down either, they told me. So, and then in Santa Clara County, um, as you said, three hospitals are halting elective procedures uh, just to make sure. But um, it's a good tool for hospitals, so they're going to probably use that as the cases are rising, which we know they are. We'll be right back after a short break. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com pod. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And of course, um, hospitals have had like about nine months to prepare now. So that is, you know, we're doing much better than the spring in terms of PPE and and other things. But you found um, some other measures that they've taken are uh, hiring uh, retired doctors, lining them up in case they're needed, and then creating 11 surge facilities. I was wondering what you could tell me about those, what they are and, and where. So, yeah, the surge facilities that the state set up um, is going to add about 2,000 beds. And that's, you know, just in case they're needed. And they're sprinkled all around the state. Um, In the Bay Area, we have three. There's the San Mateo County Event Center. And then in Contra Costa County, there's the Craneway Pavilion. And then there's a site in San Francisco that nobody is really sure exactly where it is right at the moment, Mm. but I'm sure we'll find out. Um, And all of (laughs) these- I'm very curious. Yeah, I'm kind of curious too. Uh, The state wasn't able to tell me. 
And so um, they, they say that their facilities are in warm status. And what that means is that they can be up and running within four days if they're needed. Um, and only one such surge facility in the state right now is has had to uh, open up, and that's in the really hard-hit Imperial County in Southern California. Um, and so in addition to these facilities, the state has also gotten more than 800, um, not just doctors, but healthcare workers uh, who have retired and, you know, put them on a list saying, we're ready and able to come back if we're needed. I think the Chronicle should have that list too. We're all getting tired. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so overall, it seems like the picture is better than it was in the spring because people have had time to prepare. But there's also um, the fact that we know how to treat COVID patients better. And so the likelihood they need to go to the hospital in the first place is a bit lower and um, their chances of being there for a long time is lower. Is that right? That's right. And one of the things that I was really struck by is that um, because we're all testing now much more than we were, um, that we're catching patients at earlier stages of infection. And so now uh, the doctors tell me that they know who to send home, you know, who needs to be hospitalized and who doesn't. And more uh, people are not having to be hospitalized. And also, you know, as you mentioned, the um, therapies are better now. So, uh, you know, that said, um, I, I just really need to, to say that the hospitalizations are on the rise. I mean, what the doctors are able to do is keep people out of the hospitals more, but, you know, even so, it just tells you how many patients um, there are, how many infections there are, uh, that the hospitalizations are rising despite this, if that makes sense. We should also point out that just because you don't need to go to the hospital doesn't mean this is no big thing. And, um, you know, there can be really severe impacts even if you are able to stay home. So, Absolutely. Yeah. This yeah. is not for the faint of heart. No. Um, and we're doing better, obviously, than most parts of the country, including the Midwest, but and even better than a lot of parts of California. So are you feeling pretty optimistic as a Bay Area resident that we're going to do okay? Or how should we be feeling early in December with the long winter ahead of us? Well, you know, I, I think you have to be optimistic um, with all the what we've been hearing about vaccines and everything like that. But I guess I just want to say that getting through the winter um, is, you know, everyone I talked to said it's going to take so much work and it's going to take the work of all of us to, you know, mask up and stay distant and all of that. But part of this hospital availability and readiness is the staffing and the nurses and the doctors are, you know, they're not taking any vacations yet. They're working overtime and I'm just getting tired of thinking about how much they're working. So, you know, I'm optimistic, but I'm also really thankful for those guys. Um, yeah, for doing sure. Doing what they're doing. They are heroes. Yeah. Well, thanks for giving us the update and I hope you have a good evening. Thanks for joining me. Sure. Thank you. Thank you to Nanette Asimov for joining me today, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and to you for listening. 